The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. We know you would like to sit next to him in the dugout or in his office, but this is your chance to chat with the manager of the Minnesota Twins. This is the Paul Molitor Show, sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, it's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Molitor Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. It is a holiday weekend, and we're glad to have you on board. Hope you're having a safe and happy long weekend here, and glad you're spending part of it with Minnesota Twins baseball. Chris Atterbury in studio here at Target Field. Jack Morris is here. Paul Molitor is here as well. We're brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, and it is the Paul Molitor Show. You can join us, as always, 877-388-9467. And, Paul, I've always said, you score 17 runs on Saturday, I can I can put together a great manager show <laughs> on Sunday. So thank you for that. Uh, man, I wish I had more to do with it. Uh, a lot of guys yesterday having really good offensive days. And, uh, you know, we haven't put up that many crooked numbers, obviously, for a while throughout the course of the game. We kept adding on. Uh, good to see uh, young Max have a really good day. And uh, he's been playing better. There's no doubt about that, given the opportunity. So, uh I'm not sure how it'll carry over today. We got a we got a good opposing pitcher in Cole Hamels, but um, it was nice to uh, be able to enjoy last night after a good win yesterday. Paul, I think one of the pluses about yesterday's game is it gave Twins fans a little glimpse of the future of what it might be with the, some of the younger guys and uh, Buxton and Sano and Kepler all were a big part of the offense yesterday. I think that was a plus that we haven't seen that much of, but uh, you know. The word on the street has always been, this is what could come. Well, I, I think that's true, Jack. I think people are looking for reasons to be optimistic about where we might go uh, uh, collectively through the remainder of the season and, and on into the future seasons. Uh, you know, Max, we talk about you know him figuring things out little by little, playing better, a little more consistency. Miguel, obviously a little bit of rust, but, um, you know, he made a nice adjustment. He was having trouble getting, you know, being patient, getting strikes. And he finally got a hold of a pitch. And Buxton, I, I talked to him during the game yesterday, his first at bat against Ramos, uh, a guy who's not a particularly hard thrower. And he got out front and he hit one off the end of the bat foul. And then he hit one off the end of the bat to left field. And we tried to talk to him about slowing down. And the next time up there, he hits one off the right center field wall. So these guys are learning. They're they're trying to figure out how to play and slow down and, and stay in control of their emotions, therefore playing better. And when they get results, hopefully it just reinforces those type of things. Is that odd in the manager's chair versus maybe Terry's chair or upstairs where you're sitting at the halfway point of a season Things haven't gone your way in the win-loss department mm-hmm. where you have to balance winning a game today with with developing kids. Because at, at, at the major leagues, you don't usually talk about that. Usually no. you well, get here and you're here to win every day. There, you know, It doesn't matter if you have younger players or older players. There is teaching uh, regardless. I think there's more so when you're trying to get some guys on track and getting their self-established up here. Um, it's tough in some of these situations late in the games when – some of our young guys are coming up there, and you want them to experience at-bats when the game's on the line. Um, you're trying to figure out, go ahead and let them get that experience of a particular at-bat or go ahead and maybe give a guy with a little more experience a chance to pinch hit. Um, in all honesty, we had one the other night when, when Byron was up there in the in the one-run game, and, and uh, I decided to let him swing. I had Escobar on the bench against a tough righty. So, you know, you're thinking about those things, and, uh, you know, it's a combination of trying to get these guys to gain confidence at the same time trying to win games when you can. Through uh, a process where Trevor 
Uh, Plouffe is a little bit banged up with his legs. You've had to put Miguel yep. Sano uh, over at third base. This is the position that I think uh, he enjoys. You can see it in his face, his body language. Sure dictates that and and he's done a great job so far over there it's got to be a, a good uh, feeling for you to know that uh, you know at least for right now he, he's uh, showing that he can play that position well you know the, there was a lot of questions being asked about how we were going to use Miguel in his return uh, I was a little bit uh, hesitant to, to uh, overexpose our hand because I wasn't sure at that time of, of who might be going down whether it was going to be Young ho or, or whatever might have influenced how we used uh, Miguel when he came back. But there is an excitement about him having an opportunity to return to the infield. Um, you know, we've seen even in the first couple of days, he moves around well over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, we have a little bit of a situation here now with Young's down in Rochester that we can we can get Miguel over there some. We can DH him some. Um, you know, it's going to affect Trevor's uh you know, playing third base on a day-to-day basis, he's going to get his opportunities, but he'll get some first base in DH as well, trying to nurse him back to 100% health. Yeah, and good sign. Byung-Ho Park goes to Rochester, gets a couple of hits in his first day down there. We'll take our first break. When we come back, uh, check in and see where Eduardo Escobar is after yesterday with his ailment. Talk a little bit about Danny Santana and his versatility and more. It's the Paul Molitor Show, and this is your home for Twins Baseball. In the history of Minnesota baseball, there's one name that means legend, Killebrew. So when you gather together this summer, there's only one old-fashioned root beer that delivers that Hall of Fame taste to thirsty fans everywhere. That's Killebrew. Your whole family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew old-fashioned root beer and cream soda. Pick up a cold, frothy Killebrew root beer at Target Field. Then cheer on the fun. Killebrew root beer. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Hi folks, Paul Molitor here for Connell Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Connell Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. An ode to Twins fans by Target. We adore you decked out in your navy and red, often hidden under parkas and hats on your head. You've gone to Fort Myers for a spring training game, and at gate 34, they know you by name. You come to the game whether rain, sleet, or snow, the most loyal and dedicated fans that we know. You cheer extra loud when the mascots all race. Your voice is a song we want to hear every day. You make our hearts skip a beat like no one else can. Because at Target, we're a fan of the fans. Let's hear it for your Coops All-Stars! Got a favorite? <laughs> the whole team's pretty awesome. Now, there must be a few standouts. Well, yeah, you got the amazing Arizona Heat bringing the heat on the mound. Uh, original yellow filling the gap at short. That's uh, Horseradish on the hot corner at third. And Who's in the outfield? That's Honey Dijon, Stone Ground, and this year's fan favorite, Dusseldorf. At the ballpark or at home, no one fields a better team of mustards than Coops. That's Coops with a K. Head to your nearest Lunds or Byerly's and pick up some Coops mustard today. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Happy holiday weekend. It's the Palm Oliver Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created, legends are made. Going to be another gorgeous day to sit back with a Killebrew Root Beer 
and enjoy the Twins and the Rangers. Twins a chance to hand the Rangers a series loss for the first time since the middle of May. They are 11-0-2 in their last 13, and it's going to be a great matchup. Kyle Gibson against Cole Hamels here at Target Field. Uh, Paul, we saw Eduardo Escobar leave the ball game yesterday. Uh, I, I know he's not yet. You still don't know uh, whether he's able to go today, but uh, a concern uh, with him health-wise? Well, it, it's uh, always a concern when, when someone has to be taken out of a game. You know, when it first happened, I thought it was something fairly severe. Um, but he went up into the tunnel way, worked with the trainers. He did a little jogging. He said he was okay. And then we saw in the next wing that he wasn't okay. So we're doing a little more uh, further uh, testing this morning to try to make a decision about whether we should give him a few days to try to get back to good health or if we need to make a roster move. Uh, the reality is we did, we did bring in a, a, a player, Eddie Rosario, for protection. And uh, sometime between now and the next uh, hour or so, we're going to have to decide about whether we're going to uh, DL um, Esco and activate Rosario or go a different direction. Now, when he left, Danny Santana came in from center uh, left field, and that's kind of Danny's, that's his niche right now, his versatility. And coming in in the middle of a game like that, he, he looked fairly comfortable at short. He did a nice job yesterday. I, I, I think that, you know, Danny for now, uh, you know, his value is his versatility and being able to have a guy that can protect you uh, on a short bench. Uh, in terms of being an infielder or an outfielder, and uh, um, it, it's—I can't tell you when you only got—you look down there, you only got two or three names to deal with throughout the course of a game. That you got Danny to protect you, and in a lot of different scenarios. Yesterday, a perfect example. He came in, <clears throat> had a good day at short. He only had a couple chances, but he looked smooth, and he looked fluid, he looked confident. Uh, so that's a good sign, you know, left field, center field, infield. Um, that's what he needs to do to bring value to the team right now. Paul, after watching yesterday's game, I don't think it's ever been more obvious the importance of starting pitching and what it means to every ball team in baseball. Uh, the Texas Rangers have been playing red-hot baseball, and yet yesterday their starter couldn't get out of the first inning. They struggled in the pitching department. Uh, obviously, the mm -hmm. Twins hitters were on point yesterday. They had a lot of hits and a lot of runs, but uh, you know, Kyle Gibson's going after a sure. pretty good start. His, you know, First one of the year, really, for Kyle. Uh, after a win in Chicago. Uh, talk about what he needs to do against this offense well, today. You know, first of all, in terms of Texas, uh, I, I give them a lot of credit. Uh, as we approach the halfway point, they've been able to uh, make adjustments with injuries to their rotation and find a way to keep winning games. Uh, in our situation, we have been talking about trying to stabilize that rotation here throughout the first half. Um, you know, Irvin's picked up the pace, and, and Kyle's showing signs of life last week. <clears throat> we all know his matchup with the White Sox has been good, and he and he backed it up and going out there and pitched a nice ball game. So uh, with this Texas team, um, <clears throat> they you know, they have some high-end players. I think Beltre's kind of the guy who stirs the drink over there, but they, they grind it out. Some of the younger names that maybe aren't as popular as some of the other teams that have stars uh, – they play collectively. They pick each other up. You got to grind your way through the lineup. Um, they and they swing. I mean, they, they don't. They don't really feel too much. They let it fly, and uh, they they got a nice looking team. But Kyle does his thing. His off speed stuff's working. Um, you know, he should give us a chance today for sure. How big is it for Kyle to, to throw the change up as well? To to have a, a pitch other than just the sinker and the slider. Well. You know, I, I, you watch him pitch, and and when he's got all three, he's it's a tall order for any any hitter. Um, he's not afraid to throw it to righties. He doesn't use it primarily just against lefties. And it's just a field pitch for him. Um, he can get swings and misses. He can get back in counts. He can get ground balls. So um, it's the mix of the three pitches that makes him most effective. 
Paul is a, one of the great hitters of baseball all time. You know, I think you can evaluate what it takes in the box uh, as a hitter to uh, face good pitching and, and talk a little bit about what you remember as the toughest things to have to adjust to. Was it really timing of in and out, plus and minus in the fastball department, change up fastball, or was it more location or, or a combination of all three? Well, I, you know, I always dictated approach according to the guy's fastball. You know, how he could command it on both sides of the plate. Was it one that had a lot of movement, whether it was cut or cut or sink? Uh, and, and you respect guys who have off-speed pitches. Now, the guys that are most difficult are the ones that are unpredictable and they can command everything. Uh, you think of guys like Pedro Martinez and Mike Messina. Um, they were tough because you, you really couldn't count on any pitch in any particular count and add to the fact that they're plus pitches. You know, when in doubt, stay in the middle of the field. It, it makes you stay on the ball and put the ball in play and hopefully avoid the strikeouts and give yourself a chance to put the ball in play and hopefully do something good for your team. I want to I use that as a jumping-off point when we come back. We have to take a timeout. When we come back, more with Paul Molitor and Jack Morris. It is the Paul Molitor Show. It's right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Okay, so, Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's. Yep. And Josh, you're going to... Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, and my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it! Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. The Twins Flex Plan gives you the flexibility to choose your games and your number of seats. Choose in advance or even the day of the game. So don't plan, flex plan. Go to twinsbaseball.com slash flex or call 833-TWINS to learn more. This is Savannah Guthrie with an urgent story developing all across America. Despite having more than enough food available, there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks engages local communities in solving hunger by collecting surplus food, giving hope to hungry kids. But they need your help. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Fox Sports North salutes our nation's heroes with half-price home plate view tickets every Monday through Thursday. We send a valid ID and receive tickets for you and up to three guests. FSN thanks you for your service. This is the Paul Molitor Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created, legends are made. We're talking about at bats. Uh, Adrian Beltre, twenty seventh member of the ten thousand at bat club yesterday, and uh, Paul, obviously you're you're on that list. And Pete Rose is like two thousand ahead of everybody else. It's unbelievable uh, how many he had. You're talking about using the whole field, and yeah. we need to talk about what Brian Dozier's done for you in the cleanup spot. 
Uh, his hit streak came to a close yesterday. It wasn't one of those hit streaks where guys get a bunch of one for fours or one for fives. We're talking meaningful hits, driving in runs, scoring runs, extra base hits, and he was using the whole field. Now, Brian sure. will say, hey, I'm just getting pitches. They're falling in. Is there a difference in either uh, his swing at all or how he's being pitched? Well, I think when he was trying to work his way out of some early season doldrums, he, he did come out and spend a lot of time for you know extended period of time trying to find a way to uh, to spread the spread the field a little bit. Uh, I think we saw some hits over there for a while. And as he did that, um, I think he's kind of reverted back to uh, being a little bit more pull conscious. But the fact that, you know, when he was trying to use the whole field, I think it made him see the ball a little bit longer and recognize pitches. And, and, and now we've seen more pull side hits, but I think, you know, he's getting better pitches to hit and he's being a little bit more patient. He's not trying to force the action quite as much. Uh, and it's resulted in him, him him making a nice jump, you know, in, in all categories, production and extra base uh, power. The average has gone up 50, 60 points here over the last month. So uh, he's a much more confident hitter. I think we can just see that in the body language. Paul, it's my observation. The first couple months, Doge was missing the pitches that he always handled yeah. well. And in this last month or so, at least two and a half weeks where he's hit well, He's not doing that. He's making contact and driving the ball that he should make contact with. Do you see that? Well, I, I think that's true, Jack. And, and, you know, a lot of times when you look back to um, where this season began and where it's gone and how we've had to fight our way through uh, what's been a really tough first half, uh, some of the guys that even, you know, he's not a you know a 10-year vet, but he's an experienced player and he was trying to find a way to pick up the load. And, and uh, sometimes the more you try, the, you know, the less results you get. So, uh, you know, you might only get one pitch in a bat that's uh, that you can do damage on. And if you're following that one off consistently, then then you're fighting. So uh, when you're taking advantage of those, of those mistakes, hitting them like Jack has mm-hmm. alluded to, then uh, you're going to see a, a jump in production. You know, by the time we talk next week, Paul, uh, the All-Star team will have been announced. We'll be in Texas heading into the All-Star break. Uh, have you heard from Ned Yost? Does he does he call and check in and say, "Hey, uh, you know, you're not going to have a guy voted in. You're not going to have a starter. What do you think? Who who could help us?" Uh, and and make a case if you could for a guy like Eduardo Nunez, who is having a great year, who's meant a ton to your club, but who also has that skill set that in a situation where you're trying to win an All Star game sure. could really help a guy well, and give you some options. I, I haven't heard from Ned this time around. I know that it is, it is common practice sometimes for a manager to reach out the all-star game manager to try to find out how to assemble a team that's got a chance to win that game. Uh, you know, uh, in Nooney's case, I, 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 you know, I, I don't see how he can be denied given everybody on our team and what he's done and his consistency of performance. But I, every once in a while you get surprised when they make the final announcements, whether it's the fact that each club has to be represented and overload at certain positions, they got to go another direction. So I don't want to assume anything. Uh, I'm hoping with the first half he has, he gets rewarded with a chance to go out there to San Diego. Yeah, and it would certainly seem in a game like that, you need a pinch runner to steal your base. You yep. need a guy who can pinch hit off the bench, things of uh, of that nature. Uh, I want to get back to this Texas series today because uh, you've mentioned, I think in, in very eloquent terms, kind of the things that they're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to see a bunch of them before the All-Star break. One thing I liked yesterday was even when you guys were up double-figure runs, their guys are busting it down the line on routine ground balls. And I thought that 
your guys match that too. Even late in a ball game when you're up a bunch of runs, I thought defensively the Twins stayed sharp. I thought you guys stayed very much in the ball game all the way to the end. And sometimes those games can get a little bit uh, looser. Well, they can. I, I, I think the Rangers did, uh, you know, they stayed with the game despite the run deficit, and I think that's what professional good teams do. There's a way to go about your business regardless of the score. And I know for ourselves, uh, I'm sitting over there with a 10, 11, 12 run lead and had some guys, you know, making comments about, you know, we really needed a game like this and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm saying let's put it in the book first because we have found a lot, of, a lot of ways to lose, and I wasn't assuming anything yesterday until that last out was recorded. Paul, uh Backup catcher Brian Holiday gets a relief appearance. Do you yeah. see a future in the bullpen for him? <laughs> uh, you know, four straight. Um, I, I, you know, I was trying to think yesterday, Jack, if I ever had an at bat against a position player, and I couldn't recall one, yeah. which is kind of odd over 21 years. But, and I've thought a lot about who I would use in those situations uh, if I need to, because we Can saw you share that, that. Well, you know, we have people that are, are fighting for that role you know, I, it's, uh, you know everybody wants to get on the mound. you know from esco and doze and ploof and there's a lot of guys that think they can get people out <clears throat> but we saw what happened with the guy in toronto the other day he yeah. actually came in and good, did a good job and had a pitch in a meaningful situation next day on the dl with forearm tightness so uh, you put you put a guy at risk when you throw him out there that's for sure yeah that's a worst case scenario for everybody can't say go too yep, yeah i remember that one you do not want to have to deal with that we'll take a break we'll come back one final time we'll talk with paul molitor on the paul molitor show right here on your home for twins baseball Hi folks, Paul Molitor here for Continental Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Continental Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. This is Dave St. Peter, president of the Minnesota Twins, on behalf of Minnesota Eye Consultants. Minnesota Eye is the preferred ophthalmology group of the Minnesota Twins and is a generous supporter of the Minnesota Twins Community Fund. I had my corrective eye surgery at Minnesota Eye, as have several of our players and support staff. If you have special eye care needs or wish to learn more about vision correction without glasses or contacts, contact Minnesota Eye Consultants. Go to mneye.com. For your eyes, do what the twins do and see Minnesota Eye. Cancel cable for CenturyLink Prism TV and get tons of HD channels, whole home DVR, and a wireless set-top box. Move your TV anywhere there's power, even outside. It's so much entertainment, you might feel like a Hollywood insider. Oh, excuse me. I hate to be that guy, but I ordered water with a spritz of lemon. This tastes like a squeeze. Just don't go to Hollywood. Switch at cprismtv.com or call 855-757-MY-TV. Service may not be available in your area. Residential customers only. Restrictions, limitations, and monthly fees will apply. Contact CenturyLink for details. There's two ways to enjoy the Hall of Fame taste of Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Traditional glass bottles and six-packs or by the case, or the go-anywhere, chill-instantly, non-breakable, resealable aluminum bottles. Choose your fun and create a legendary memory today. Minnesota-made Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Available at Cub Foods for your next get-together. Killebrew. 
It's how memories are created and legends are made. Danny Gladden here to let you in on a little secret for my best night's sleep ever. Look no further than my pillow. It's made entirely right here in Minnesota. It's backed by a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. My pillow's patented interlocking fill guarantees you the best night's sleep ever. They're also totally washable, so you can wash and dry them at home as often as you wish. Guarantees you the best night's sleep ever. Trust me, I sleep on one. Also, I travel with one. You're going to love it. Order now and get two for the price of one. Visit MyPillow.com. Enter promo code TWINS at checkout or call 800-606-1493. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. It's a big Sunday here across the network. It's a big holiday weekend. Uh, we're with you here on the Paul Mahler Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created, legends are made. Later, Terry Ryan in studio here with Corey Probish. That's inside Twins. That's just afternoon. We've got the pregame at 1230 uh, and then uh, at 1 o'clock, it's first pitch. Cal Gibson will throw it opposite Cole Hamels. We're here with Paul Molitor, and Cole Hamels is a guy who last year was uh, a big buzz at the trade deadline, and the Rangers were a team people kind of maybe slept on. They weren't exactly fighting for uh, the top of that division. They made the move with this year in mind as well. And, boy, is Cole Hamels... Uh, who was so good in Philly for so long, really found a home in Texas, Paul. He's a, he's a good pitcher. He's a really good pitcher. Uh, you know, I'm watching video and, and kind of seeing what what he's emphasizing in terms of stuff, and you can't really say one thing. He throws harder than people think. His ball gets on, guys. He can cut it. Um, we all know he's got a great changeup, and uh, it seems like as of late he, he hasn't relied on that pitch as, as much as I've remembered in the past because he's got a lot of confidence in his other pitches. Uh, really tough on left-handed hitters. The numbers, uh, you know, back that up. That those guys just have trouble centering balls off of him. So uh, we'll have to see how our lineup ends up taking shape once we get the Esco decision down here. But uh, it's nice if you can put some righties in there to give yourself a chance. Paul, in between uh, commercial break here, we were talking a little bit about the bullpen and the situation yeah. of your guys down there. But I have a, a different question relating to the pitching, and that is, uh, are you? Willing to talk about the starters that you're going to use up until the All-Star break? Uh, will Tommy Malone get another start? Uh, fair question. Tommy is starting uh, uh, Tuesday, so um, we're going to have to just kind of monitor that. I don't think it's any secret that although it's only been a couple starts, um, Tommy's been fighting it a little bit. Um, but after his last start, we, we talked, Terry and myself, and, uh, and and decided to go forward and give him another opportunity. We're watching these guys down below. I know that a lot has been made about how bu- – Jose uh, Barrios has been throwing. Um, our reports are that the numbers are great. Um, his stuff doesn't quite back it up. Uh, but we're watching. And I, I just think that everyone's a little cautious to get people here too quick and then have to worry about sending them back again. So we're going to make sure this time. Hopefully Tommy responds and have a good start and we can see what we're going to do. Uh, that'll affect a week from today, our, right. our last game before the break. That would be Tommy Slot if he has a good day on Tuesday. Guys, we only have about 30, 45 seconds, and it deserves a longer answer, but the Armed Forces Appreciation yes, Day sir. today. I know, Paul, you've got uh, deep appreciation. You had a little uh, of that when in your days back at Creighton in terms of sure. uh, getting a taste of the military lifestyle. Your thoughts on a day like today to honor those men and women? Well, um, it's kind of a thing that's got a lot more attention in the last few years. A lot of the ballparks find ways to honor our servicemen day in and day out as we do a great job before the anthem here each and every day. But today will be special. We're going to have a lot of the uh, you know divisions re- uh, represented out there today. And as part of this organization, I'm glad we can 
show them a little bit of respect and honor by doing this today. It should be a great day. Now, what was your rank when you left Creighton? I was Lieutenant Colonel. Lieutenant yeah, Colonel yeah, Molitor yeah, joining us here <laughs> in studio. On behalf of uh, Lieutenant Colonel Molitor and also Jack Morris, this has been the Paul Molitor Show. Stick around. we got a full day of great Twins programming for you as you enjoy your holiday weekend right here on your home for Twins Baseball.